Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue. The Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue. And I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. Thank you for tuning in to the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you for tuning in to the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson, and it is Friday the 13th, and my guest today is Ryan Waste from Richmond Speed Metal Band Bat and Municipal Waste. Fucking right. Awesome fucking cat. Got to speak with him here this past Wednesday due to some scheduling conflicts and stuff. We had to really jump under the gun and get it done and get it taken care of. And I'm glad we did because it was really fucking awesome. Uh, super down-to-earth, cool dude. If you're into speed metal, anything like that, you're going to love Bat. If you love Municipal Waste, it's good shit. But I'm not going to take up too much of your time today in this monologue. I'm going to play some music today. I'm going to play some bat tunes. I'm going to play some municipal waste tunes. And we're going to talk to Ryan. And I want to say thank you to the Patreon subscribers out there and the sponsors. Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Tattoo Charlie's. The Wrestling Steve Show, Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards, and all of the support out there. You guys who listen week in, week out, you know, giving me the feedback that you do. Thank you so fucking much. You all are fucking awesome. I love you all. You're great. Keep doing what you're doing. We've hit over 3,000 people on the Facebook page. We're almost 500 people on the Instagram page. 
And on top of that, we are now streaming on iHeartRadio. So fucking right. We're everywhere. Amazon, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, fucking everywhere. And we're metal. We're taking over the fucking world because that's what we do. Yeah. All right. So this is Bat. This is the first track on the Ecstasy EP, and it is Wild Fever. Fever from Bat, and I'm being joined on the line right now with Ryan Waste from Bat. Dude, what's up? I guess it, I guess it's time to get rude, man. Of course, why not? 
Well, before we talked, you told me I could say whatever I want, so I'm going to try to keep it as lewd as possible for you. Hell yeah, and I wouldn't expect anything less, because that's how we roll here on the Metal Forge. That's darn right. You're hacking right, man. <laughs> for sure. See what I did? I see that. That's awesome. Keep you on your toes, man. You know, you I know. To... I have to hit the button really fast to, to get it You're to You're going to have to edit to make it. You're going to have to make it nasty here, because I'm going to keep it so clean for you, man. Definitely. Ryan, man, how are you doing? You doing okay? I'm great. Yeah, I'm great, man. I just got second coffee, got my second win, so I'm ready to rock, man. Absolutely. So, special kind of thing here. This is a Friday the 13th episode. Do you have any kind of, uh, let me say, traditions you do on Friday the 13th? Yeah, I'll watch uh, Friday the 13th Part 4 and with uh, my boy Crispin Glover because he does my favorite dance to a a lion track. And... um, I, it's kind of hard to emulate, but uh, you might just have to watch it for yourself. My favorite one. Hell yeah. <laughs> do you do that every year or every Friday the 13th? Like if one happens in March or something, you're, you're watching That could it. happen at any moment. You know, that could happen <laughs> at any time. We try to keep people on their toes around here. Hell that, yeah. I mean, those movies are on rotation. And, and I know Nick, I can speak for him, is a huge fan of, of franchise. So Friday the 13th all year round, we usually go, you know, once a year. So, um, yeah, we got to keep it rolling. Definitely. You know, I got them all. I got them all on VHS because for some reason, when you try to stream them, that's the one day they want to make you pay for that movie. So right. Little quick, little quick tip: just get it on VHS, and then you can use it at your leisure. Definitely. I have when they started doing the remasters. I have the ones on. I have them on DVD. So that's that's, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Choose your format, man. Absolutely. VHS. You know, it's always great. Let's talk about Bat and the Metal Forge listeners. Kind of give them a rundown of, of who Bat is. So Bat is a project with myself, Nick Polis on guitar. I play bass and do the, all the vocals. And recently, I guess not even that recently now, we've got a new drummer, Chris Charge, on drums. who has been with us since about 2017. I have to mention Felix Griffin, one of my greatest friends and a great drummer, um, started the band with us back in... I guess 2012 is when we started actually writing music. So Felix is from DRI and, and, you know, lives in Texas. So we were kind of having a long distance relationship in the beginning of the band, me, Nick and Felix. Um, I talked to Felix for man, since about 2007, we want to do a project like this real straightforward, no frills, motorhead, venom type stuff without, you know, talking too much influence. We just wanted to do our own thing that was straightforward. You know, and we got some songs together. Didn't really start putting it together until it was me and Nick writing together. We had played in the band called Vulture, more heavy metal type stuff. And we wanted to do this more stripped down project. And I was like, well, Felix and I have been talking about doing that forever. That became that. Felix flew in 2013. We sent him the songs ahead of time, but he really didn't learn them. You kind of just learned them on the spot. And he's that good of a drummer. So we cut it on like a reel to reel and did a demo back then. Um, I could keep going. I don't know how far you want me to get, but that's how it started. Well, that seems like with uh, musicians, that seems like a thing. You have like two guys, when you're in a three-piece, you have like two guys who write everything, and then you're like, hey, learn this, and that guy doesn't learn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's quite, I mean, Felix is good enough to do that, so he gets a pass. You know, he's he's a legend in his own right, so I mean, we were kind of just excited to put drums to it because we're sitting there in either my room or one of Nick's 
bedroom and just like writing riffs and being like, yeah, it goes like this. And then I'd write vocals to it. Like this is early on, you know? And then once you actually put drums on it, it comes to life. And that's, that's pretty much what happened. One of, one of the coolest things that happened in the beginning is, uh, we were playing and I didn't have any fills. I kind of, I even played drums like real shittily in the beginning just to like get a basic rhythm behind it. Like on, you know, electronic kit in my room and I would just kind of play to it. But when Felix got behind the kit, he would add actual fills to it. And I was like, man, you actually put like some Dave Lombardo style fills on it. I wouldn't even think to do that here. And Felix stops me. He goes, well, Ryan, um, actually, uh, me and Dave grew up playing together and we kind of influenced each other. So that's kind of just like my type of fill. And I just stopped in my tracks and I was like, wow, you're right. Like Dave Lombardo did <laughs> take influence from you. So he, he was coming up at the same time. Right. Just to have in, any like that in the band just took it to the next level. Hell yeah. Because, you know, I was talking recently with demolition man, Tony Dolan and you know, oh, yeah. And just, oh yeah. He's awesome. Fucking dude. Awesome, dude. Can't, Great guy. can't give him too many shouts out ever because he's so cool. All of the, just like the inner workings of everything, musically, this person knows this person who knows this person, and they all kind of, it's a very, it's a very it's small, a small community. Yeah, yeah, it really is, man. Which is so cool because with you guys also in the other project, you, you know, which is Municipal Waste and and so many other things that you've done. Yeah, there's not many people that want to play the right type of stuff, so we end up crossing over a lot of members. And then you get used to playing with someone like me and Nick, just don't even have to look at each other around stage, and it's just we know how to move and how to work together with the wrists. And that's why he's in Municipal Waste now. It's like a no-brainer. We had done Vulture and Bat, and it's just like it was a simple, seamless trans, uh, transition. So, yeah, with Bat, we just kind of got up there, and brought our chops live. Like, we didn't get a lot of rehearsals with the band, and I think it lended to the style just to keep it, you know, no bullshit, really. We just got up there and threw down, and then, uh, you know, the records came. <laughs> Definitely. And speaking on the multiple project thing here, with being in, like, Municipal Waste, uh, Vulture, Immortal Avenger, and with uh, Nick's other stuff as well, it's like, Municipal Waste is a pretty successful band already. Is there just, like, in the off time that you have, it's like, well, let's do something else? Or how does that work? Well, um, I like to occupy my time, as you can see. It's kind of hard for me to sit still. The band is just another creative outlet. Like, if I don't want to go full one way with Municipal Waste, so you like to um, occupy your time? Yeah, I like to occupy my time, and I get asked this question almost in every interview, so I'll keep it short. Um, every band I do is full force. I don't like the term side project. So, yeah, there's just not enough time, but I'm going to put all my energy at all times into everything I do. And, you know, I get to be creative in different ways. Like with this band, I get to write all the lyrics, and I get to, you know, kind of just take charge and be a front man which is something i never dreamed of doing but at the same time it just it kind of lended itself as being i i kind of took a liking to it and um and being a bass player especially because i started on bass feels real comfortable too so i enjoy playing bass you know as much as i like playing guitar so i always have to do both so i can't just do one right and i think that's a, a thing for most bass players i know it a ton of other people who started out as bass players switched to guitar and then went back to bass for something. 
Well, I think it's easier to write songs on guitar, and that's the only reason I ever picked one up. Like, I always preferred bass, but, um, you know, Waste is the only band I'd ever play guitar in. It might be the only band I ever play guitar in because I always consider myself like a rhythm player, probably from playing bass since I was a kid. So it just feels natural to me. Yeah, it feels natural, man. And a lot easier singing and playing bass, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely it is. I'm 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 one of those people, too. I'm a singing bass player, so... <laughs> yeah, I absolutely that's the best guy, man. Lemmy. Oh hell yeah! One uh, word. That's all you need to know. That's that. That is totally it. And you know that's uh, definitely where it, all, it comes man. from. Uh, yeah. So you've got a. Couple- he, he was a guitar player. Not to cut you off. He, I mean, he was a guitar player. Switched the bass for Auckland. He's like, sure, I'll play. Play with Distortion, and then next thing you know, you got one of the greatest bands of all time. Oh, Sounds absolutely. With Motorhead. So I'd like to think that my history could be. It's cool as that. You know, he started late in his career with Motorhead, and I, I kind of did the same with that. Not anywhere, any shape or form comparing me on that level, but, man, it, it's a, a goal I'd love to reach. Definitely. You know, that's always been a uh, an interesting point to me. I don't know if you've ever read White Line Fever. Mm-hmm. but there, I have, actually. It, it's such a good read, and there's a part in there where he says, you know, when, like, Fast Eddie Clark left the band, why they didn't just restart and do anything else is because he was almost 40 years old and he was just like, I'm too old to start over. Yeah, I'm the same age right now. That's right. A, actually a real easy read. I recommend that to anybody. It's a fun read, man. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a prerequisite to, to be a member of my band. <laughs> well, good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. If I ever switch up a member, I hand instead of handing them a leather jacket and a bullet belt, I hand them a leather jacket and white line fever. <laughs> <laughs> You're a scholar as well as a rocker. I like that. Hell well, yeah. So I got the gig. Is that what this call is about? Do I got the gig? I'd probably have to take of over course. from you, though, I guess, because that's your gig. So I'll, uh, yep. I'll tread lightly. You've got it. You've got it. So you've released a few I'm in things. your band. I'm sorry? I was kidding. I, I, I said I'm in your band. Nice. A, I, I will put that a, uh, I will put that featuring Ryan Waste, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get a, quite a few more people. <laughs> right on. It'll be like Hawkwind. Anyone can just get up and play. Oh, my gosh. Right? Hawkwind, it's like, they're like the Grateful Dead of Space Rock. Definitely. <laughs> so you've got uh, Wings of Chains, and you've got an EP called Axtasy that just came out last year. Yep. Uh, along with that, you've got uh, a couple of singles and some demos. So what's next? Well, we've got a record written, ready to rock, man. Uh, we've had all this time to write an album. So, I mean, I got a full length with uh, Chris Charge on drums and, and Nick. It's actually the first time we all got to write with a drummer. So I think the songs have that smoothness, you know. It's not, you know, smooth AOR, but... It's definitely some smooth speed metal. <laughs> Hell so yeah, we got we got a yeah we got a records worth of material. We'll probably record it early next year. And I hate giving dates out because everyone starts to expect it early. But definitely, we got plan- we got plans to record early next year. And um, man, like it's, it's the first time we got to really write, you know, as a three piece, all in the same room. So I think that'll tell the tale itself. All right, a quick break. We'll be right back with Ryan Waste from Bat. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I really appreciate every last one of you that listens. But before I go any further, I do want to tell you that we do have a Patreon page here. 
And there's three tiers. There's the down and dirty dollar tier. It's just a buck. Hey, you're not going to miss a buck. Nobody does. Then there's the $5 showstoppers tier, which you get a patch, stickers, whatever we have that's in that price range. And then there's the $20 a month master, where you can get a t-shirt, any size, any color of the Metal Forge logo. Fuck yeah. That's awesome stuff. Oh, and by the way, if you donate on there, guess what? You get the show two days in advance from everybody else. Thank you all so much. It's patreon.com slash radio. Check it out and donate today. I love you guys. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's always an interesting concept that always comes up on the show here is being in the same room writing music as opposed to recording music on your Focusrite or your, your computer and emailing it to other band members to say, here, Put something to this. We, we we actually never did it like that because Felix wasn't uh, the most technolo- uh, technology savvy guy, which, you know, in his own right, he's old school. He would just sit, li- literally come and learn it and we would record it. And that's how those records are. <laughs> and that's kind wow. of been the story of the story of that. That's why we re-recorded so many songs because we'd actually write them, learn them, record them, and then go on tour and play them. I was like, man, now we got the song. Let's record it again. So that's why you see a lot of the songs end up on other releases because of like now they're seasoned so this time you know we've always written like that we didn't you know send it he's never laid tracks down in another place like i kind of hate that you know we're, we're no quick track we're no triggers no samples honestly just let's get in a room and have it like band practice that's how i record with all my bands so but this is like writing in a room which i love writing with a drummer and i mean you think of things that you wouldn't normally so that's why these songs, I think, turned out so strong. For sure. And I think that's a, a big thing of, you know, being just involved with other musicians. Yeah, yeah. It and we did a- write some songs with Felix, too. We There's a couple that we did write on the fly, too. So it's not always been, it's been like a mishmash of different ways over in the past, you know, just to be clear. Right on. Do you have a favorite song you've ever written? Oh man, they're all my favorites. It's tough. Um, they're all like your children. You know, I get it. Yeah, we know, we're not like a band trying to write like one single to make it. You know, the whole album's got to be no filler. I mean, with that, there's, I mean, some stuff like, uh, like Ritual Fool, I wrote the lyrics before we had music. So that was kind of cool. Like doing it backwards, like old school style, like songwriting. I love the song You Die. I love, you know, I like it all, man. It's probably something that you haven't heard yet, but I can't release the title. But I mean, I'm, I'm proud of everything I did. I mean, Vulture is one thing that a lot of people didn't hear that, you know, go listen to Shocking It's Prey. It's me and Nick playing like old school, new wave of British heavy metal style stuff. Shocking It's Prey. I'm really proud of that. Proud of everything the waste has done. I mean, it's exceeded any of my dreams I could ever imagine. So. I mean, I can't pick and choose when it's my own thing. I like to hear what other people like because it's always a little bit different. So. Don't ask me, man. Definitely. I get that. Can you listen to your music without criticizing it? Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be one little thing you wish you did, but you got to let go of that. You know, I've done enough records to know that you can't be completely happy because you can't control what everybody does, you know? And, oh, there's stuff that you, like, might end up changing once you've toured. And you're like, oh, man, I wish I did like that on the record. But that's what keeps it fun, I think, where it's like there's stuff that you do live that's on the album and vice versa. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'm very critical of myself. I'm very critical of the studio to where, you know, I push myself. So I'm, I'm not regretting stuff 
after the fact. Like vocals, I'm really hard on myself, and uh, sometimes I just record myself. That way, I don't have to put anyone else through it. I could dig that. Uh, I'm one of those as well. I can relate to that 100% because it's like, if I'm not happy with myself doing it, it's like the guy pushing the button. Uh, and I'll, yeah, and I'll, yeah, and I'll push the, I'll push the other guys too, and I'll sit in the room and, you know, have them get mad at me, and then we'll just be like, well, you know, it's worth it in the end because this is the only time you can do it, man. You know, it's immortalized after that. Yeah. So I put, I push other people, I push myself even harder. Right on, and that's and that's a good quality to have, I believe. So on the performing end of things, if you could have played any concert from days gone past, like major event thing, what would you okay. have wanted to have played? Uh, that's a good one, man. Um, so that's to be something uh, old because that's you know where my heart is. So let's see, like a big one, right? Like you know, festival? I've had people say the uh, the concert in Cincinnati that the Who played. Okay. All right, let's go big. I right, how we go big? Let's go to 1980 Castle Donington Monsters of Rock. Seriously, one of the coolest lineups of all time, man. And I could probably reel it off. Let me see if I can guess. Hold on. It was rain- well, so the, the whole thing started because it was the last show of like the Rainbow Tour in 1980. And I know Scorps played, Priest played, April Wine, I think, at Riot. Oh, yeah, Riot and... Another band, Touch, Touch. I'm running all the people in the Touch, but um, so I mean, think about that. 1980, you're seeing Priest, Scorpions, April Wine. I'm a fan of all these bands. Priest has always been my favorite band. Scorpions, like, never let me down. <laughs> that show, you know, what's crazy though. Like, if I think about it, I played one show with Priest and Scorpions at at Hellfest. So that's the closest I'm going to get to that, like in France. But in '80, seeing those bands, you know, that would be amazing. Well, yeah, Let's because that's, you know, that's the British Steel Tour for Judas Priest, you know. So, yeah. So, hell yeah. There's a, actually, yeah. You're, you're so close. You you only missed one band on the bill. Oh, Saxon. Saxon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't fuck with me, man. I know my shit, dude. <laughs> I didn't want to reel them all off like I'm reading it or something. I, right, I, right. I'm guessing, but you're right. See, I beat you to it. You know, don't edit that up. Oh, and hell no. That was like uh, Denim and Leather uh, era, man, too. So that's like, oh, yeah. I, I think someone said a, a plane flew over right when they did 747, Strangers of the Night. So, dude, I can I can hit you with some trivia, man. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> I think the dude from Touch ate a bumblebee on stage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so good. But yeah, that is a killer lineup. Yeah. And you had to do something as an opening band. You know, you had to oh yeah, you have out. to make a uh, you have to make a make a standout performance of something. Yeah. You know, oh. just looking at the history of that show, it's just so good all the way around. All through Well that festival continued on. I mean, if you go down the years, it's like everyone you want to see, like even into the nineties and stuff. I think it's just that was supposed to be a one-off show for the Rainbow Tour, and they're like, "Man, this is a festival." I think that's like to me the beginning of like real heavy metal festivals. Yeah, it looks like it 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 quit in '96 and then came back again in 2006. So you you're probably reading it. Are you are yeah. you Wikipedia? Yeah, right I did. I did actually. All right, that's all out. 
You are. I thought you were outside running with the dogs, man. You're you're in on the computer. Yeah, right. I mean, I I have to monitor the monitor the deal, or else it won't. Uh, oh, knowing yeah, my I'm luck, kidding. knowing my luck, it'll turn into a uh, a spinal tap moment, and it will record half <laughs> half of this interview. Oh yeah, you have to be on. But I, I like to go for memory. That's my old thing. But uh, yeah, everyone's everyone's a whiz now on the internet, man. Right, right, right. Do you have a favorite city or venue you like to perform in? I love, man, okay, I love Australia for gigs. I think that's like like the version of people that kind of work with us the best. Like, it's just like, it's real like laid back and everyone goes wild. I love like Melbourne, Australia. I love, uh, I love playing in LA. It's like second home. My girl's from there and we, you know, I was actually, I just flew in there. I actually just flew there to here for this interview. Just for you, man. Sweet. I just got back. <laughs> That's why I planned it. I was like, I was like, I, I need one day of recovery, and then I'll do this thing. And he's like, no, I got to do this show, the Metal Forge. And- <laughs> yeah, you know, Metal Forge. It's uh, you know, big. Uh, are you guys in Kentucky, or are you, are you in Indiana? Uh, I'm actually about thirty miles north of Louisville, Kentucky. So I consider yeah. myself in the Louisville area. I was like, baby, I gotta go. I gotta. I'm on Kentucky radio. Yes. So yes, I, I did yes. it for you, man. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate that more than you realize. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm just I'm being so. <laughs> you're you're the. Don't let anybody else tell you this, but you're a consummate professional. <laughs> That's right. You heard it here, man. Right. So, along with the uh, performing aspect, we've had yeah. like so many other bands do like these greatest hit tours constantly. They'll release new material, but never play it live. So, okay, if you had to choose between writing and releasing albums or playing shows what would you choose well it's crazy man uh you know there's no more shows anymore so i gotta go with writing and recording <laughs> well assuming, the the world, assuming things go back to a somewhat of a normal <laughs> touring schedule <laughs> man that's that's a really tough one because like the minute i just think i want to like write write and record and like do a studio album like i feel like it doesn't count unless you can pull it off live and show the people so i'm not going to answer your question but um, I'm going to give you a big both on that one. But I, I feel like writing and creating, if I really had to do it, you know, and my bands will kill me because they probably want to stay on tour forever. If I really had to choose, you're like, no, you have to choose writing and recording because I'm always thinking of something, thinking ahead, never satisfied with what I already got. I'm thinking about what I'm doing next. So I think that lends itself more to making albums. Right on. I dig both of those for sure. Um, it's, it's oh, you a, get it's to a say both, call. man. Yeah, I'm in the yeah, same boat. It's a tough call because I love playing live, but I really well, like riding. Too, man. Yeah, it's the most fun. But then you get up there and the energy that you receive, you can never get it sitting in a room writing because you're feeding off other people. So, switching my answer back. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, the boat. now's the time of the interview. I'm going to ask you some general profile questions. This is about Ryan. This is about you. You know, this is about... Okay. Could be music related, could just be general life related. I'm gonna consult to the tome of index cards, the new, the new questions, and kind of. Uh, I'll get my, I'll get my cards out too. Hell yeah, this is kind of like a rapid fire <laughs> kind of deal. All right, sounds you, great. You, you're a fan of Judas Priest. You're familiar with rapid fire. Yeah, I am. How do you unwind after a show or a tour? After a show, um, definitely having a few drinks 
um, after a tour, not having any drinks because I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> Are you currently learning any new skills? Yeah, I've been uh, writing a script, man. And I, I'm learning every day how to format a script. I've been writing a heavy metal horror movie. Sweet. Which we could do a whole nother, we could do a whole nother interview about that, but we could stay focused. But yeah, I've definitely been, uh, honing my what? writing, writing for screen. I, I learned how to write a script a few years back, but I'm really learning how to like format it now. So definitely. that's something new and exciting. Yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting concept to like script writing because they, it's like a page a what? minute. <laughs> Yeah, well, I have two partners. Uh, I got to shout out because uh, Norman Cabrera is a master effects artist, but he's writing with me. And then my good friend Jamie Thompson is my writing partner. So we get in Zoom meetings and write it. So it's I got another guy typing, and I get to talk, and Norman gets to talk. We actually talk over each other, and poor Jamie actually has to keep it all down, you know. So we we have a few drinks and a lot to laugh, and it's been really fun. Actually, during this quarantine, I've gotten a lot done. Hell yeah. So it's not like the Black Roses or nothing, right? It's a lot like Black Roses. That's really? one of the main that's one of the main influences, man. Sweet. I am a I'm a huge fan if there's a band in a movie and it's heavy metal and horror mixed together, I probably have every single movie on VHS and they're all there's all gonna be nods to all those great pioneering movies, you know. So we could go on and on about that. Hell yeah. Shock and Dead, Rock Over Blood, Trick or Treat, obviously. Hell yeah, I uh, definitely am looking forward to that. Uh, you could post it on it. What instrument do you want to learn how to play? I would love to learn uh, keyboards. That's one that I I don't know hardly anything on. Is it because it's a, a, a two-hand thing, or you have to think independently? Because you can sit down, and it's ah, acceptable. Nice. <laughs> For sure. What's your favorite color? I say light black. Some would call it gray. It's basically the color of a t-shirt that I've had all my life that's faded out. I hate like a fresh new black shirt, like a, I call it light black. I could, yeah, like a faded, yeah. Gray, yeah, gray. I mean, let's just say gray, but uh, light black sounds more interesting, doesn't it? It does, it, for sure. What song or band do you never want to hear again? Man, I try not to hate um, interviews. Oh no, too it doesn't. Much. No, no, it doesn't have to be a, from coming from a source of hate. It, it could be that you're just so burnt out on them. Oh man, it's uh, just like what food wouldn't you would never want to eat again? Uh, just, I mean, I don't sit and think about this, but just off the top of my head, maybe like Enter Sandman or something. I never need to hear that song again. I, I was bummed when it came out. I, I was bummed when it came out, and I'm equally as bummed when I hear it. So I get the big uh, pass. You know, to put it nicely, and this railing off from memory on this because I've looked it up before. That's the only song that has been played every single show since 1991. Okay, then that's definitely a good answer. I stand by my answer. <laughs> I would agree. That's a good bathroom break song. Sorry, guys. They, and they it's usually the this. last song. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, get a jump your... on get a jump on the traffic then. Yeah. <laughs> what was your first concert? Uh, Anthrax. I snuck out. Me and my friend uh, actually snuck out, and I remember smoking cigars in the parking lot. I was like twelve years old, and thinking that I was a badass because I was smoking a cigar before the show. Imagine a little twelve year old probably get puking over smoking cigars and going to see Anthrax. Nice. 
Anthrax is pretty badass, though. Awesome, awesome bunch of guys. Yeah, we we toured them, nice guys. But uh, I remember White Zombie opened up on that tour, and they kind of blew them away. It was early White Zombie. That's so that's pretty damn awesome. Look, look, look that tour up for sure. I think Norman Kerber. I think my my writing partner was doing uh doing art and props for White Zombie at the time. I have to ask him if he was there. We might have met. <laughs> wow, years and years ago, nice. thirty years, thirty some years ago. What's your biggest fear? Uh, the clothing brand No Fear. That's bullshit. <laughs> or having to be sponsored by No Fear and having to wear a No Fear shirt. <laughs> now you don't give away your fears, man. And they come to haunt you. You manifest something like that. I say it on a podcast. Next thing you know, it happened to me. So if you see me wearing a No Fear shirt, then oh it's shit. True. If you if I see you wearing a No Fear shirt, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, damn, I caused that. <laughs> That's some Twilight Zone shit. No kidding. Now you'll probably just take a picture of it just to fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> I can find one, man. Bad Boys Club. That's, that's a tougher one, right? Right. Uh, this is a regional question because <laughs> Texas has its own way. The Kentuckiana area has its own way. I know in Virginia they have their own way. Okay. Chili. Wait, chilies? And chili, like. A, making a pot oh, of chili. chili. First, I thought you were talking about Chili's, the restaurant, because no. I started talking about no no fear, and we this interview took a turn. Right. Um, uh, chili, like what? Like what? Beans or no beans? You got to do beans, but I throw meat in it too. My girl's friend's vegan though; she makes killer chili, so she's there's tons of beans in there. But it's got to be spicy, man. It's never hot enough for me. I'm a spicy guy. Agreed. Now, is there beans in Texas chili, or is there beans not in Kentucky chili? There's not no in beans? Cincinnati. Cincinnati is just like a up. meat sauce with that tastes Nothing like chili. Them. No, but uh, so noodle, noodles or rice? Then is this like on a whole nother dish? There, no, this is no chili. Noodles in this no, chili. Noodles in the chili or rice with the chili? No, uh, no noodles, man. That's crazy. Now I don't even know where you're making chili in Italy. What's going on? Hey, that's a Kentuckiana thing. They we put noodles in chili here. I don't know. Not a. <laughs> I'm gonna end up offending everyone on this question out of the whole interview. I feel like this is this is blowing my mind. <laughs> uh, and and I don't even put rice in my chili. We'll, we'll in Virginia we dip cornbread in chili. Wow, that's... on the side. A shout out to my man Nick and Bat who makes some banging cornbread. We just ate chili the other night. I love chili, man. But I will try every single type of these chilies. You never know. I might like all. Right? For sure. Keep it hot. Got to keep it hot, though. All right, we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to come back and kick it into fifth gear with Ryan Waste from BAT. Hey, guys. Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. My show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Other than music, what do you invest too much time into? Too much time. 
I'm, uh, let's see, I'm pretty OCD. I like, uh, organized stuff. Like I got all my records and movies organized. Like I'm always like running a tight ship over here. Um, man, I, there's nothing like too much time. I don't know. I, I definitely probably watch too much television and, and uh, movies, but that's how I turn my brain off from like slowing down. Cause when you're in a band and, and you're working, you never kind of put your work away. So it, I'm always like just my brain's running a million miles an hour. So I usually throw something on just to like escape and take my mind off of it. And I don't feel bad about it. Who would you want to see perform live if money or time was not an issue? Um, alive or dead? I guess that's, that's like the anything question, right? Yeah. Uh, Phil Limit, Ben Lizzie, hands down. Cause I never got to see him perform, um, live and I, I would love to just witness that. Definitely. Shout out to Thin Lizzie on that. Such such awesome, awesome music. Another uh, guitar player turned bass player kind of person, too. Oh, yeah. The best kind. Right? <laughs> What's your favorite animal? Ooh. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to get biased to my hamster, Leo, because uh, I'm watching him sleep right now. He's a night fucker like me so he's uh he's sleeping right now i just hooked him up with a a taco like one of these tacos you could eat it's not a real taco but it's in his cage i'm watching him sleep so yeah nice. hamster current currently you know i'm an animal lover but i gotta give it up to my hamster shout out to leo the hamster mm-hmm. uh got a few more uh what are you cur- sure. what are you currently reading i am reading the back of a record right now i'm <laughs> <laughs> nice. just staring at like I'm, I'm, I'm actually not being rude, and, I'm, and uh, I'm not reading during the interview. Um, but I actually got my um, my fiance a, a book for uh, about like all the haunted places in Richmond where we live, and she left it here while she was gone. So I've actually been skimming through that, learning about some of the creepy spots in Richmond. So it's called Haunted Richmond: Shadows of Shaco, which is a part of town. Hell yeah! Local haunt and ghost yeah, stories are fucking awesome. No matter where you are, I think. Yeah, totally. Do you have a favorite visual artist? Oh, man. This is, well, this is easy. Frank Rosetta. I got about 13 of his prints hanging up in my house. Oh, Frank yeah. Rosetta. Absolutely. I mean, you can't go Hands wrong with down. Frazetta. Yeah. Boris is a close second, similar style, but Frazetta, like I was saying, I got, I, I could count, I can walk around my house right now and count. 13 prints of his stuff. I mean, it's just untouchable. It's super, it's heavy metal before it was heavy metal, you know? Right. And another talking point here that keeps getting brought up because we all in metal love Frazetta work. <laughs> and I think it's a certain, it's, it hits the same part of your brain that heavy metal does. I think it's I, a, I think know, so too. Uncanny. And, you know, shout out to, you know, his granddaughter for keeping the mm-hmm. legacy alive. Oh yeah, with I definitely keep track of them. I definitely um, can appreciate that that we can all. I've actually found some of his original prints at horror conventions and stuff too. So, oh wow, a few. I mean, it's not the original painting, obviously the original print. So you can kind of tell the difference. I uh, collect those. I believe they have a lot of his original paintings back. One of the children yeah. sold a lot of them a while ago, and they mm. ended up uh, getting them back through. Uh, through court and stuff like that, so that's great. Uh, what a legacy! What well, oh, absolutely. Legacy. I know uh, George Lucas owns three original paintings. Wow, which is fucking killer. So, best or worst concert you ever attended? 
Uh, you broke up from that there. Oh. Say that again. What is the best or worst concert you ever attended? Oh, man. See, I've, I've been to a lot, man, so it's hazy, especially playing. As a fan. As a fan, okay. Um, man, we, well, okay, so I, a lot of the times I'm uh, playing like concerts that I'm also feeling like a fan at the same time. Like, you know, go back to that health that's where we played with priest and, uh, and, um, scorpions. Cause, uh, we, another funny story about that going back to thin Lizzy, we actually played with thin Lizzy, obviously, you know, post Phil's death, but like the same show and UFO played right in front of us. And uh, this is municipal waste. And so UFO played the municipal waste and thin Lizzy. And I got to thank, uh, UFO for opening up for us, which I don't know if they thought was funny or not, but <laughs> wow. I got a kick out of it. And then, and I get to say Thin Lizzy's up next. So that was a big moment. Another big moment, um, I played Keep It True with Vulture back in 2012 and we played the New Wave of British Heavy Metal, uh, anniversary show and like a bunch of singers got up, like Gaskin and, and people from Holocaust and just uh, more than I can even reel off. It, it was amazing. That was a, a, just a show as a fan. We got to play with Oz and, and Titan and a bunch of cool bands like that. Um, worst show, man. This is tough because like, I try to forget. Um, I've played some stinkers a lot. You know, I, we played a, uh, I can't do it as a fan because I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to have a good time no matter what as a fan. I've had to play plenty of bad shows. We played uh, People's Living Room where they had a litter box, you know, <laughs> like a mountain of cat shit next to us while we're playing you know like that was like in fresno california (laughs) our drummer dave never let me live that one down i mean you got to play a bunch of shitty shows to do anything so i think it you know you you cut your teeth on that i see what you did there the the mountain of cat (laughs) shit playing shitty shows (laughs) yes you got you quick man you get it (laughs) all right i got one last question but before we get into it do you have any shout outs you want to give yeah, I got a shout out, um, you know, all, all my boys and, and, uh, Waste, Tony, Dave, Phil, Nick, Nick for Bat and Felix and Chris. Uh, you know, I should shout out, I'm working with a lot of artists right now because we're, we're doing layouts for stuff. I really got a shout out to, uh, my buddy James, uh, Jason V, Marky, um, Dave English, who's done stuff for us. Chris with Infected Arts, who did a lot of the Bat stuff. Too many, too many artists that go like, you know, un- unthanked. Like, those, that's just half the battle with making music is having cool cover art. Yes. I hope I didn't leave anybody out. Yeah. But, yeah. And then, um, my fiance, Kelsey, who's not here, she's at in LA right now. So, uh, that's my girl. Uh, always Kelsey forever. We're about to get married. Whoa. Awesome. Congratulations on yeah. that. That's, that's totally yeah. cool. And tell people how they can get a hold of uh, Bat to purchase uh, music, purchase shirts, uh, and any other thing, uh, municipal waste, any other projects that you're a part of. How can people go and support you? Yeah, well, Bat's pretty easy. It's uh, Beware of the Bat at uh, Bandcamp.com. You can get our music from there. You can get shirts through there. Waste, uh, I think it's. It might be municipalwaste.net, I believe. Waste is pretty easy to find. Like the, the minute that, uh, that it, the trash company didn't come up anymore when you searched municipal waste, I knew we were doing something right. So Hell I think yeah. you, you could find, you could find it. Just say rock has got all our stuff. You can get tons of cool shirts there. And then, uh, bat, I'm waiting for bat to be more popular than actual bats, but I don't think that'll ever happen. So 
you have to like dig a little harder. Always type in beware of the bat or beware of bat. Uh, you can, you can find us, you know, with a little more hard work on the internet, you can find that. Absolutely. And if you're listening to the show right now, which you better damn be, because there's going to be <laughs> links below. So you can click a link and it'll take you to, uh, Bats Bandcamp page and so on and so forth. Or Instagram, and yeah. Yep, and the Instagram page, all the places you can support Bat Municipal Waste, and Ryan and everybody else, they'll be there. And that's what people want. They want to do it quick. They don't want to even type it. Everyone's so lazy now; they don't even want to type something. They just have to click it. So Instagram the fact that you can provide that, the fact that you can provide that for them, makes it even better. Hell yes. Final question. Sure. What is your best or worst quality? My best quality is my worst quality. I, I, like I said before, I'm OCD, so it's a blessing and a curse. You know, it keeps me organized, but it could probably drive people crazy because uh, I'm very particular about stuff, and it's got to be a certain way. And it frazzles me if, if I can't get it that way. So I'm always striving to keep it together with that. That's that's a tough one, man. I feel like it gets worse with age, but I'm hanging in there. It does. And, you know, I'm a person who I have, I'm not going to lie, I have multiple copies of certain albums because it's, you know, it comes out on CD and then it comes out again on another edition of the disc or this one includes a DVD. I get it because I have to put it in chronological order of album alphabetized to artist. Yeah. And you get pleasure out of that. Though. Like that oh, yeah. brings me pleasure. But, uh, you know, I actually play my records. I bring them to bars. I, I'll let them get beat up. I actually use them. I'm not like one of those audio files that like, I have to have it pristine. I feel like it's not a, a real living record if it's not beat up a little bit. So it's oh, really no. not about con- condition, but you know, I know where all my stuff is because it's pretty dialed. Right. So, it's, it, it actually, it's your filing system. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's like an organized, you know, mess too. I got, I have to create a mess to make me seem normal. So <laughs> it's one of those things, it. man. I get it. Ryan, thank you yeah, so man. much for calling in. This has been awesome. You called me. Well, yeah, I called you, of course. <laughs> thank you so much. For I'm the winner. <laughs> you are. Hey, I, su- I support, I support heavy metal radio, man. That's what we're all here for, man. And I, you know, let, let's not let radio die. It's become podcast. It's become the next generation. So I support it, man. Definitely. And on the way out, what do you want to hear from bat municipal waste? Whatever. What do you want to hear me play? All right, cool. So if you're going to play uh, a bat tune, let's play, uh, let's play you die. Cause that's one that's like a deep cut on, on wings and chains, play you die for bat and waste um play uh slime and punishment the title track of our last bowling all right so there these are coming on ryan again thank you killer thank you man good to talk to you mark
Rejoice! Confused with all the modern and technical pedal board selections? Look no further. Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards offer their homemade wooden and custom pedal boards for guitarists and bassists alike. Established in 2013, KYHBPB has helped support not only the local Louisville scene, but a large array of big and small players from across the entire country. More info can be found at KentuckyPedalboards.com. First, I thought you were talking about Chili's, the restaurant, because no. I started talking about no, no fear, and we this interview took a turn. 